0: Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ. Call Cheryl now with your questions about gardening or landscaping at 512 836 0590, pound 590 on your wireless, or toll free 1 877 590 KLBJ.
1: Well, hello, hello. I'm so glad to be back. I had to mess last weekend, but I was thinking about y'all. I, I hope you don't mind having had a repeat played, but sometimes you got to do stuff, right? So, anyway, I'm, as you heard, Cheryl McLaughlin. This is the Austin Gardner, and we are here today to talk about whatever y'all want to talk about. Uh, yeah, the weather, the heat, this disastrous summer. Uh, Here's the number, though, 512-836-0590. You can call or text that number. And we have a toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. So, again, 512-836-0590. Call or text. Um, If you have any landscape projects that you're thinking about doing, you need a design, you need some construction, build, new landscape, You better start planning it now if you want it done this fall. So uh, go to KevinWoodLandscapes.com and uh, look on the website. Look at the pictures. We pretty much do everything, Um, you know, lighting, irrigation, native plants, well-adapted plants. Uh, Don't come to us if you need a ligustrum hedge or a berry because that's not going to happen. But... (laughs) anything else that's sustainable long-term well thought out takes a while to turn things around uh, with a you know design and all that so um soon as sooner the better right but today let's talk about whatever y'all want to talk about and um i just saw a text come in i don't think jeff got to it but it's called it says here good morning can you please recommend a granular fertilizer that can be put out right now for flowering perennials thanks no uh, now is not the time to put out fertilizer for for anything it's too hot um, it's not a it's just not a good time we don't want to encourage a lot of new growth on things right now uh, hold on just a second um, but, you know, wait till it cools, cools off a little bit. Best thing you can do is just, you know, give them a good deep watering every once in a while and then wait till fall if you need to fertilize. So, All right, let's go to Huddo. Hello, Larry. How's it going? Well, how are you, do,
2: you doing today?
1: I'm good because I'm in the air condition. How about you?
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But uh, I got a question about Bermuda. I've been trying to keep that out of my garden. And uh, I'm trying to uh, remove it in a way that you know the flowers are still in place, but I just it's so invasive. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you have any suggestions or not.
1: Well, I mean, if it's all mixed in with the other good plants, you can't really spray it with anything. I mean, okay. You know, not that I advocate spraying anything on the ground like roundup. Um, you can, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm I fine with it as, as long as it's, like, swiped on just the leaves or something. But unfortunately, okay. the best thing to do is, you know, when you get it, give it a good soaking. And then um, when you, you know, get back on there, just got to pull it out, dude. I'm sorry. Or, you know, get somebody to help you with that.
2: Well, if I uh, just remove the uh, plants, just clear the whole thing out. Uh, Those that Bermuda roots are pretty deep. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. And if you've got deep soil, they're real deep. It's a a hard thing to get rid of. Now, some people would say you could, let's say you take everything out and you're left with this Bermuda patch. You can try smothering it out, you know, like with many layers of newspaper, uh, mulch over that, uh, try to smother it out. Then if you can get if you can get a good kill on it that way, then when you go back in if you want to use that same garden, you're gonna to have to put up a serious barrier between that Bermuda and that garden. I mean, you know, like a stone footing with rock mortared onto it that goes down pretty deep, kind of thing.
2: Okay, well so you just say like covered up with maybe uh black plastic or something like that?
1: You could try solarizing it right now if you're ever going to do it. Now's the time. But there's there's read-up on how to do it because a lot of people just throw down some plastic and put some rocks on the edge and hope for the best. Technically, you really need to bury the edges of the um, solar, you know, the solarization material. problem with that is it only goes down about an inch. So it's not really gonna kill a you know, a Bermuda root that's six inches down. But it will it may help burn the top off.
2: Okay, so one last thing. What if you had to treat it with something, would you recommend anything I could use?
1: Well the only thing that'll really kill it is a systemic like roundup. But again, that's you know, it's been seen in all the water sources around here. That's why we hate to recommend it. You know, you could try repeated uh, uh, 20% or higher even vinegar sprays, which is not a systemic, but it'll kill the top of it off, right? But I think yeah. if you could get some help once and for all, if you if you can either take out your good plants or whatever, some way to... Uh, make that accessible and either do it yourself or get some help digging it out. Might oh, be, I,
2: don't need, I don't need help. I just, I just wanted to know. Yeah. The only help I need is if you had the right uh, name of a product that can kill that uh, Bermuda once I remove all the plants.
1: Well, so. it would about the, the only thing that would that I know of that's a systemic is Roundup.
2: Okay, that 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 would kill it. You think what well, could kill I plant it. something later in that area? What would I be able to plant something later?
1: Yeah, later, later, later. yeah, yeah, later. <laughs> and then I would. I mean, if you do end up having to do that, uh, you want to definitely go back in with something like Medina Soil Activator because uh, that can help remediate chemicals in the soil. And before you even think about planting anything in there, I'd wait quite a while.
2: Yeah, because I know that vinegar, I think that basically the soil's useless after you do that, I think, but I'm not really sure.
1: No, I don't think so. But here's the other thing for Roundup to work, the grass needs to be actively healthy and growing. And that means, you know, you're going to have to stimulate growth if it's. Because right now, most of our turf grasses are just kind of going semi-dormant. You know, they're just trying to survive. And I don't know about your Bermuda. If it's green, um, you know, and actively growing, then it would probably work.
2: Yeah, we have the okra hoses, and we have stage two watering restrictions. Yeah. So I started doing that, and it stayed pretty green uh
1: but anyway, I won't take too much more of your time. I just, I'm just trying to get rid of it, you know. Yeah, I hear you. It's, it's a scourge. It really is. Yeah. It's well, tough, but it's invasive as it dickens, right? So, as you know. Yeah. All right. Well, well good luck, sweetie. Thanks, thanks for Thank calling. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Call or text, and. Um, we we'll probably break here in a second for our first uh, news break, but if you wanna call or text 512-836-0590,
0: we'll be right back. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio K L B J 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, we are back again, Cheryl McLaughlin here. You're listening to The Austin Gardener and this show is all about your questions, your comments. You can call or text 512-836-0590 or use the toll-free line if you want to, 877-590-5525. Uh, so here this text came in and it says, speaking of the vinegar And I I have also read that adding salt will kill weeds in their tracks. My question is, can you apply a vinegar-salt mixture to oak tree suckers, or could that damage the tree? You never want to put salt on your soil. In fact, one of the reasons that we don't recommend using chemical fertilizers is the way that they are manufactured, they're suspended in metal salts which build up in our soils and salt can actually render, these products can render your soil sterile. So no, it probably wouldn't hurt the tree per se, but putting salt in the soil around your tree is just killing the soil. So I'm sorry to say that's not a good solution. There isn't a good solution to live oak tree suckers. I mean, it's just a terrible situation. It's not easy to deal with them. They can really make your yard, uh, you know, it's it's a problem. You just kind of have to keep them mowed, uh, weed-eated, what have you, or plant things that kind of camouflage the suckers. You know, you can, if it's a shady area, you can do things like plant holly fern, uh, which is a, you know, big leathery-leafed fern that would kind of, you know, just kind of grow over them and kind of uh, camouflage them, basically. So, yeah, thanks for asking that, though, because, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the old-fashioned way of doing things. People used to call me all the time, well, just pour diesel on it. Well, yeah, if you want to run your property, you could do that, I guess. Oh, let's see here. What is your recommendation for all-around maintenance fertilizer for St. Augustine grass? The best thing you can do is get an organic time-release fertilizer. And again, not now. Um, we put it down in April, and some people do it again in like October, but not right now. But the studies were done by a and and they, uh, they tested all different kinds of fertilizers against each other. And they came out saying that the organic time-release fertilizers were the best. So that's what I would do. number of people make them. You know, uh, Ladybug, anything by Medina is good. I'm sure there's several others I'm not thinking of right now. Uh, but, yeah, so just go to a good nursery. As for a time-release organic fertilizer. The numbers will be low, uh, like 824, uh, something like that's like the ladybug one. Uh, but that's kind of the the range of numbers that you want. For St. Augustine or any grass, nitrogen is the first number, and that needs to be the highest number. You never want to get anything with a real high middle number because that that's not good for anything also. So all right let's go to our caller online from san Marcos. hey gloria how are you hi (laughs) what's on your mind
3: out here (laughs) i bet (laughs) try to keep stuff alive and it's just you know i'm not feeling the love i hear you do
1: you yeah what's up
3: so well i'm trying to water anything that wants to live and um you know there's a lot of uh, well uh enough zexmania uh, is that i didn't plant that came with the property that much else did and um you know uh so am i supposed to you know they're played out they're kind of uh dried up and am yeah. i supposed to cut that to the ground now yeah. are they done are they not that they did any a hell of a lot but yeah
1: uh, <laughs> well that's sort of uh You know, a lot of times when we cut stuff down, it encourages new growth. We're not really wanting to do that right now. But if there comes. I don't think there's any risk of that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, you know, here's the good news about most of these natives. When we get conditions like this, a lot of them will go dormant. And probably the tops can even die off. But if we ever get any rain again, they'll come back from from the roots, if, if not even from the branches. But... Um,
3: so, so let's assume it's so I, uh, you know, I, uh, the challenge for me and a lot of other people, I think, is, you know, what do I cut kind of close to the ground and what do I leave alone that's gonna come back from the, you know, stems? Uh, well, so you, that, can cut,
1: you can cut them, because like you said, if you're not watering them, uh, and they're just out in the pasture or out in the native area. Um, they're not going to come. Well, I'm
3: in a fenced area where I'm trying to create some kind of oasis, which is not
1: happening. Well, yeah, <laughs> this this year in an oasis creating year.
3: Yeah, um, well, for the past four years actually.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: well, it's so up to you if they're if I'm not watering them and yeah and um, the okay. tops are
1: all dead and dry. It's, yeah, you yeah. know, you can weed eat them, cut them down. I don't think really anything that is voluntarily going dormant is going to jump right back out just because you cut it back.
3: Yeah, well, and the, the my concern is I, you know, cut back the lantana that really were weren't doing anything anyway. They the tops were you know kind of crispy, the mm-hmm. few leaves that were visible, mm-hmm. and and you know my concern is if I I cut them back all I
1: got are, are the the stems, yeah. you know, coming out of the ground with no leaves. Is that an issue? No, it's not an issue. No. And they're, the, I'll say the same thing about Lantana as, as I did about Zexmenia. They are uh, adapted to, uh, you know, this weather pretty much, and they're going to go dormant until conditions allow them to prosper again. So you're not going to hurt anything by cutting them.
3: Will they rebloom in the fall? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, it.
1: If we get, if we really? started getting rain, like if we got a tropical depression, which is our only hope in the world right now, um, <laughs> is yeah. As soon as they get good uh, water again, and rainwater, of course, different than you know city water.
3: It is.
1: They'll it uh is. they'll rainwater they'll come back.
3: Yes, rainwater, totally different response from just a small amount of rainwater or versus, you know, I mm-hmm. garden, you know, city water, you know, because of the, I think the lime <laughs> and the salt, that's or calcium, that's what I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. So one more quick question I got, you know, uh, like two or three Vitex that I planted, maybe maybe just a couple of years ago, um, and there's like small, I, I've been guilty of planting a tree too deep, uh, mm. and I think that's why I've lost a couple. Um, uh, but they've got, like, these roots, these kind of circular roots uh, coming out of the top, um, and I don't know whether it's just J-rooted, because i would p- bought some trees, and, 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 and when they died, I dug them up, and, and for sure they were J-rooted. Um, but is that normal? I've never grown a vitex, and I've got three that I'm trying to keep alive.
1: Circular roots are not normal on any plant. It typically uh, is a result of being pot bound for a long time. So, just uh, as an FYI to everyone listening, when you buy a container plant, um, you you slide it out of the container if the roots are really circular and bound up just get an, an exacto knife or a sharp something and slice down through them but a circular root coming around the trunk can eventually girdle the uh the tree so you can uh, frequently you can just cut those away while it's still yellow. really
3: because they're really they're, they're tight to the trunk
1: well and... i'm not looking at it gloria I'm not yeah, standing know, here know, looking at it. If you want to sh- send me a picture, uh, I might get a better idea. But um, it's hard to hurt a, t- a Vitex. Uh, I'll just be honest with
3: you. <laughs> Tell me about it, but yeah. I manage. Um, <laughs> I manage.
1: Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm sure you're doing good. all the nurturing,
3: I, you know. <laughs> so if I haul off and just cut those, if, if, let's assume it's J rooted, um, And I cut those is there a chance that it might survive
1: well if it's not hurting anything and the plants doing fine i wouldn't mess with it
3: oh, you know man. you can wait I mean, till fine is a stretch fine is a stretch the yeah. three bucks i got and probably you know i'm not alone in this it's the the what leaves are there are just brown and and, yeah. and, and and, and hey Gloria, cruise, I, I hate to interrupt on, you, you but go, right? I
1: have to go. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you for your call, and we will be back.
0: Welcome to the Austin Gardner with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, five ninety AM and ninety nine point seven FM. Okay, we're back,
1: and you are welcome to join the show. We have lines open at 512-836-0590, which you can also text. Um, And we have the toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. Let's go look at some of these texts we've got here. Uh, This one, I'm slightly confused, but I'm gonna read it as written want to solstice area that has St. Augustine grass. Can I just lay cloth down, add mulch, or do I need to wait until after the grass dies, then add mulch? I'm wondering if you mean you want to solarize the area that has the St. Augustine grass. Um, And in that case, what you want to do is it's not cloth. It's a heavy-duty plastic, some pe- people use clear, some people use black. Uh, but what you do is the area that you want to eradicate the St. Augustine from, You wet down the area, cover it with this thick plastic, bury the edges and leave it for about three weeks. It doesn't do any good if you don't like bury the edges um, because what, you're, what you want to do is kind of create a little terrarium effect, if you will. Uh, And then after that three weeks is done, the grass should be dead. And then you can just rake off the St. Augustine and add mulch. So that's one way to get rid of it. Another effective way to get rid of St. Augustine is to lay down either uh, thin cardboard or 12 layers of newspaper overlapped uh, moisten as you go the newspaper. Make sure there's not any you know uh, spaces in between it. Lay down that uh, thick layer of newspaper, not the colored parts, just the black and white parts, and then put a good few inches of mulch over that. And then wait. Uh, like if you did it right now, I would wait until later in the fall uh, to plant, and then you can just plant right into the area, and that should get rid of it. That's sort of a uh, kind of an old-fashioned but very effective way to deal with uh, killing out St. Augustine. You can maybe wait till spring if you want to. Just have the area nicely mulched, and all those newspapers under there will help choke it out. That That's uh, uh, effective with St. Augustine for sure. Maybe not so much Bermuda. Uh, let's see here, Cheryl. I have about thirty crepe myrtles on my property. Two of them are in direct sun. That are in direct sun have at least half the leaves turning brown and falling off, starting at the top. I have been watering watering them regularly, and last year I treated for bark scale and eliminated bark scale. Bark scale is gone, so it's not that causing the issue. Any thoughts? Yes, I think. Uh, and that's a lot of trees to have to worry. But when a tree starts losing leaves from the top, typically would indicate that the, uh, the watering is not deep enough. Crepe uh, myrtles don't need a ton of water. Um, and almost everything is shedding leaves right now just because, you know, hello, they put on all these leaves in the spring. Now they, they don't have enough water to sustain them. We don't have enough water to give everything enough water to sustain them. But I think to, uh, if you just water not so frequently, but deeper, that might help. Um, but that that's my thoughts on the situation because um, that's fairly typical of very dry, deep roots. Okay, let's see here. Uh, do you know what this is? Looks like some sort of squash, but the fruit looks weird. This came up voluntarily where I put hay out for my goats. It's probably that little native gourd, uh, Cucurbita fatidissima. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, just a little. We have wild gourds. People don't really, they're not real familiar with them, but I think that's what that is. Cute plant. I'll just let it go and see what happens. Um, okay, I cannot read this text. Somebody sent me part of an article, but I can't blow it up, so it's, it's, there's no point in even trying to read it, but it says, can't send the whole article, but it is interesting, the effects of a volcano. So, evidently, um, this article refers to the volcano perhaps affecting our weather, you know, which, of course, (laughs) certainly happens, right? Certainly happens. Um, But I'll read up on that uh, off the air. So, Uh, here's one. I didn't, this is from Jeff's show, but... I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So it says, good morning. I've got about 30 wooded acres in Smithville, lots of cedar, oak, pine. Is there a way to harvest material from the forest floor to make good soil for my raised gardens or do I need to bring in soil from the outside? Digging through the forest duff, I find clay near the surface. Thanks. Yeah, I'd probably just air toward. You could do it either way. I think you're just as good by going and buying some really high quality compost. That would be my first choice, I think, because it's easy to um, to do that, right? It's easy to, um, to just amend your soil per se. Uh, and here's another one that I also question whether or not this is the total answer. It says, Jeff, my red tip photinia has curled leaves and now turning all brown despite watering. I took it to the natural gardener and they thought it was water stress, but deep watering has not helped. Any ideas? Jeff said, weather conditions, even with plenty of water, this heat can cause that kind of stress on them. But let us not forget that there is a a soil-borne disease affecting photinia's Um, We haven't heard much about it lately, but it's like a Phytophthora, a root-borne illness. Uh, When the first one starts to go, not far behind typically will be the others. Um, So that's what you have to watch for. I am not sure this is just weather-related. Although, you know, it could be. I'm not saying it's completely wrong, but I I think that's something else uh, to consider, right? So, anyway, all right, 512 836 0590, call or text. We're going to take our last break. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome to The Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM.
1: Okay, we are back for. Last part of the show. Such a frustrating summer, you know. I it's. So somebody just sent me a text that says, "You know, it's a bad drought when the possum haw hollies are dying." Yeah. Um. And I don't really know where this is going, right? If we don't get some kind of tropical storm or something here, it's. It's uh, we're we are going to be losing. Uh, trees and plants like uh, right and left pretty sure right because in the areas like remember I was talking in the ice storm about how I lost several trees It opened up a sunny area and all of a sudden I had all these new young trees coming up well that area is not irrigated and on my property it's um, and all those new little trees that were coming up are just scorched and so I'm I'm wondering if if they will come back. I mean, I'm, of course, I'm going to be watching them closely. But dang, it's just disheartening as Dickens to watch this happening. Um, Let's well, fingers crossed, right? Uh, but anyway, if y'all want to join the show for the last few minutes, uh, 512-836-0590 is the call or text number, or you know. Toll-free line, as usual, 877-590-5525. So we, we cannot waste our water. I mean, it's just, the, the topic is just, it's tiresome, I know. Um, however, watering with soaker hoses, anything that will save water, put water out close to the ground um, so that it is not uh, being, you know, evaporating faster than you can put the water down. You want to put soaker hoses under the mulch right on the soil uh, if you can because it takes a long time to soak through a couple inches of hardwood shredded mulch, right? That is um, that's where some of us go wrong with our watering. And I, you know, not to reiterate this too frequently, but when you everybody says, well, I have an irrigation system. Well, yeah, but if you also... Did the right thing and put down two inches. It takes a lot of water just to get through that mulch layer to moisten and get down through it. Not to mention get down to the root zone of the plants. So uh, you got to take that into account when you are watering. And again, we may just have to sacrifice some of these uh, some of the lesser plants and focus our efforts really on. Keeping our investment plants alive, like our trees, right? Because we can't, we can't save everything in a situation like this. Uh, but the hardy natives, a lot of them, like I said earlier, they'll go dormant, then they'll they'll try to come back, um, and hopefully they will survive. It just depends on how long this goes on, right? I mean, I still remember the drought of the '50s, walking down the dry Camal River bed. Uh, with giant cracks in it and what have you, so it's that's awful. Um, you just hate to you hate to see it, right? But what are you going to do? All right, let's go to where Johnson City is. It Johnson City. Hey, Mike,
4: how are you? Uh, hey, uh, yeah, I just have one quick question uh regarding uh my tomato plants and grasshoppers uh you know i can't get the nolo or the semispor you know plus besides that it would be too late to to put that out anyway but i have heard about this kaolin kaolin clay yeah. to spray on the plants now does does would that interfere with the photosynthesis of the plant if yeah. i covered that with a with the kaolin clay
0: yeah
1: it okay. does. It does. Uh, but it doesn't last that long. I mean, if you water it, it'll, it'll come out. How many plants are we talking about?
4: Uh, I've got about 20, 20 tomato plants, Ugh. and I'm still, I'm still. See, I've got a drip system, and they're, you know, they're uh, celebrities, and they're still producing. Are they? But, I mean, it's, a, it's tough. It's a tough deal, you know. Well, the, anyway,
1: if you could I'm, afford to get, and it's a cheap, cheap thing, but it's labor intensive. To get that yeah. tool netting that you can buy at the hobby store or the fabric store, it's cheap as dirt. It's just what people used to make petticoats out of, right? That little fine mesh. And you can wrap that around each plant and just put a clothespin around it or clip it clip it around the plant. Physical barrier. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's and a lot right of...
4: Below. The wind blows the cages away then. Even after I've got them anchored down, the wind will blow the cages away if I've got that covering on them. But anyway, no.
1: Well, uh, I'm, I'm sorry.
4: I'm probably going to pull them up here because they're still producing, but they're not producing very much, you know. Yeah. And also, uh, in regards to the drought, uh, I listened to the uh, weather the other day for the first time in a good while, but out of the top 10 hottest years on in the history in this area eight of them have been since the year 2000 so uh you know i mean that's um, i don't know if that's just a
1: a, a i read that no it's just well you know something's happening uh whether the earth is tilting more toward the sun or whether we've you know we're doing this ourselves which of course we probably are doing a lot of it ourselves uh, but, it's just uh, horrible. I mean, I worry about my grandchildren. Like, what's it going to be like for oh, them? For
4: Pete's sake, I know. You know that's terrible. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. And All I right. Appreciate it. Well, let's cross so our fingers. Have a good
1: day. All right, okay, sir. Okay, you bet. Yeah, well, thank right. you. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Can I email you at Kevinwood Landscape scanned letters? Containing several photos and handwritten text for you to answer the next Sunday Um, It would be better if you could do it on this text if you could text them to me um, That would be better Uh, Well, you know what you can go ahead and do that they can just forward them to my home email uh, I think that would work just fine. Yeah, go ahead and you can do that. So, all right, let's go to Nancy. Hey, Nancy, what's going Hi, on? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear Hi, me?
5: Hi. Uh, I I have San Augustine yard, and there's some tiny grasshoppers that are just devastating my San Augustine. It resembles brown patch, but I have I have physically seen these. They're tiny little grasshoppers. They're green, and some of them are are light, light tan. And they're eating, um, I planted some small ligustrums uh, a couple of years ago, and they're just eating the leaves off of those legustrums. And I just wondered how to get rid of these grasshoppers, or whatever they are. (laughs) They they resemble grasshoppers.
1: Yeah, it could be. Um, Typically, birds will help you with that, but you can use strong citrus-based sprays. Uh, you can dissuade them with garlic, pepper, tea spray, uh, but there's a long-term biological control uh, called Nolo. Nolo,
5: okay.
1: And you put that out typically when they're young, so you may have gotten this just at the right
5: time. Okay, and um, but you know they appeared at some point last year. And mm-hmm. I thought, would that go away? But I mean, do do they go away by themselves?
1: Yeah, or? they typically will will. They're a passing thing. But you know, the little ones grow up into big ones, and so it can be an ongoing situation. So either either dissuade them with the um, the citrus sprays. Now, be careful, everybody listening. You don't want to go out there when it's 107, like it's going to be today, in the heat of the afternoon, and spray. Uh, you know, citrus oil on stuff because that will burn what whatever you're spraying it on. You don't want to mm-hmm. spray anything in the heat of the day. But you, if you want to go out there and do a light citrus spray in the evening, uh, I think you can get away with that.
5: Okay, fine. Well, I really appreciate it. It resembles brown patch. That's what I thought until I did mow a section, and you could see these little grasshoppers popping up everywhere. <laughs>
1: That's, well, I've known them to eat paint off of somebody's house. Oh, my God. Yeah. So okay. good luck with that. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. thank you. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for calling KLBJ today. Um, got one last text that says, it seems that rose bushes are handling both extremes of heat and cold. I don't know. They don't look so great in my neighborhood. If they're getting watered, they're doing fine. I mean, the, especially, they're, Most roses are real well adapted, especially the antique roses around here. Uh, Knockouts are are tough as nails as well. All right. Remember, if you have any landscaping projects and you want Kevin Wood Landscapes to look at them, uh, go to the website, KevinWoodLandscapes.com, and we will see you next Sunday.